yeah I mean I I think yeah I kind of I'm like that I think even till this day I have this um, you're a disciplinarian and that's in your personality Shaz can vouch for it my family can still vouch for it um your brothers and yeah, sisters can yeah. vouch for so, it so that's interesting so do you think it's a personality trait that led you into teaching um maybe like I said I was always interested in it um, it's not something like I went and did work experience for or um, kind of went into school and thought this is what I want to do. But it was something I kind of knew I wanted to pursue. Um, so now let me fast forward. I'm now in sixth form and um, I, I knew this is what I wanted to do. I was like, right, I want to follow up with the passion that I had and go into teaching. I very vividly remember this conversation that I had with one of my teachers um, and it sticks with me till till today. Um, I was going to do my degree in, you know, in teaching. Um, he said to me, don't. He said, you're going to limit yourself because if you don't want to do teaching or if you want to come out of that particular vocation, you're going to be stuck because, you know, your degree is just in teaching. And I was like, okay interesting thought um so I took that on board I thought that okay that's a solid piece of advice here and I'm going to do what my other passion lies in and that is sociology so sociology I only did did sixth form and I thought okay maybe I can be a sociology teacher maybe I can go into secondary school and teach sociology so I was like right let me do this so chose to do my degree in sociology and criminology and thought I'm going to become a secondary school teacher and and teach that so did my degree, um, loved it, and then it came to, I had a gap year, thought I'm going to raise some money because I know I'm going to go and do the PGCE. Uh, I think, I, I don't know what came over me, so this is now to the part I'm applying, and I had just this instant thought, I go, do I want to go into secondary? Do I want to be dealing with hormonal teenagers? And it just, it was something that I was kind of questioning and questioning and questioning. And literally it came so to my... So what ap- happened with the sociology then? So the sociology, um, I did as an A-level. But how come you didn't want to pursue that? Um, I don't, like I said, it wasn't so much the subject because I absolutely loved sociology. I never did it during secondary school. I only did it in sixth form and I absolutely loved it. Um, but for me, it wasn't, it wasn't so much the subject. It was more the teaching age group I go do I really want to go into that and quite frankly no so what, what do you mean by the teaching age group um as in because you're teaching teenagers aren't you so okay. if you did sociology you would have taught sociology I would have taught yes yeah. so to do secondary you have to have your degree in that in subject, that subject right. so if I do for example a math degree I can become a math teacher but if I wanted to go into secondary school now and do um, and think, okay, I want to teach maths in secondary. Right. I have to have it as a degree, so, so I have to go back. So what is sociology about? Like, what's it? So you're kind of just learning um, about society, essentially. Right. Um, you're talking. It's really interesting, actually. It has helped a lot with the teaching aspect of things because we talk a lot about um, the family unit. We talk a lot about education as an institution um, and how children being brought up in different families in different ways and how it affects them as they get older um so it's something called primary and secondary socialization so primary socialization is where it's all about the family when you're younger how you're being brought up secondary socialization is all about 
being brought into the school side of things and how that shapes you as a person. So uh, it has really, really helped me with the teaching side of things just to have that little bit more of an insight into um, into how important family life is and how important school life is. So, um, yeah, that was... That's interesting. So the... Um... From there, you felt that you couldn't teach that to elder people, but is that, uh, so elder students, is that because you didn't like the subject or you didn't want to teach secondary school? That's exactly what it was. I loved the subject. It was the fact that I don't know if I wanted to teach that particular age group. Now thinking about it, I mean, now, and being a teacher, I do think I feel more confident within myself to be able to do that. But back then I was, what, 20 two years old and I just thought how am I a 22 year old gonna go and teach 15 15 year olds 16 year olds and that to me was very daunting because sociology is quite a unique subject as in it's not something that's normally taught from year seven it's normally when you're in college or when you're in sixth form so for me I found that very daunting I thought these people are more near my age and um, it was about the age group do you feel like age groups um do you, do you feel like the teachers that are primary school teachers and secondary school teachers, mm-hmm. do they have like a different uh, personality traits, do you think? Like, do you feel like they're different? Because teachers could just be classed as teachers, but do yeah. you feel like primary school teachers have more, um, I guess they're almost also like child minders mm-hmm. as well. So do they need to have more of a love for younger kids or... Is there any kind of do you, difference, do you think, between that, a secondary school teacher and a primary school teacher? I, can't I, think, remember. A, I think it's a really, really good question, Shaz. Yeah. Um, obviously, we are, all, we are all teachers, and no matter what age group you are teaching, it's tough. There's no way that, you know, the teaching in general is a very, very, very tough job to be in. And any you ask any teacher, and they will say the same. It has its challenges, and it has its rewards as well. Um, I think they're two very different age groups I think when you are you have two extremes especially in primary school you have your you know you're starting you can start from nursery from reception from four years old and then you go up to 10 years old um 10 11 years old when they're in year six now I've taught in both kind of extremes I've taught reception I've taught nursery mostly year one and I've taught year six and your teaching style does change it um you have to really engage the children in their learning when I think of secondary school you know it's kind of like pen paper here's our lesson this is what we're learning and this is what we're doing whereas especially in the younger years um it's okay I need how am I gonna every lesson is something called a hook so it's how am I going to engage the children with into the lesson so for example if I'm talking about year one if I'm teaching something as simple as number bonds sorry bless you um if i'm seeing something as number bonds to 10 so that's basically two numbers that add to make 10 it's not as simple as right okay guys five plus five equals 10 tell me what number's missing to make 10 so you need a hook you need a hook so we would so is that like sorry that sneeze again <laughs> bless apologies you. guys um is a hook specific specific to young kids because i thought that every lesson if you're old, older or younger 
you need a central hook for the lesson. So what do you mean that kids in primary school need a hook? Okay, so um, if I'm thinking about, I mean, I can only really go by my experience in secondary school because I'm not a secondary school teacher and I'm going by what I have taught in primary school. A hook is, so like I was saying about the number bonds to 10, what I mean by the hook is, for example, we would have to bring out props. The one thing I can always think of is, we always use this in year one, is we have a hanger and we put some pegs onto the hanger and we'd put five pegs and we need to make 10, how many more? So it had to be as visual. So that could be done through props, that could be done through a video, that could be done through a book. So it's all about engaging the children. Now, I know, especially when you get to year six, that still does happen, but not a lot. And I know I'm talking from my own experience in secondary school. Um, you wouldn't normally do that. <laughs> Sorry, Shaz is uh, um, sneezing. Anyway, I bless you again. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, it, it is different because you have to, in, you have to, when you're teaching younger children, you have to make them love learning and that i think is the hardest thing that a a primary school teacher has and especially the younger years it gets me quite frustrated sometimes when people think and i know you use the word but you said kind of child minding uh, i mean you are and you're not but there is so much more to that if i say i'm teaching in year one people think oh you're coloring in the lines with them and you're teaching them to do one plus one it is so much more than that because if you think about it the younger years those teachers are shaping those learners they are teaching them to read they are teaching them to write like so parent. i feel like they're another parent like when i was at primary school i had real affection actually for some of my teachers like you you really looked up to your 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 primary school teachers because they are a lot more elder so you kind of look at them more like your parents or your or maybe an uncle um or, or someone who is to be respected or auntie anyway <laughs> um someone who's to be really really respected who deserves your ultimate respect when you're in primary school i feel that that is much more clear and you're much more in line because mm. you're the, the, you you mentioned at the beginning that um, you know you had this kind of upbringing where you were quite uh, a disciplinarian with your bossy bossy yeah <laughs> you're quite you're quite bossy with your family like your brother and and they probably most of the time were a little bit scared of you or a little bit intimidated or a li- or, or respected you because mm-hmm. you were elder, right? Mm-hmm. And did what you said. And I feel when I was at primary school, I was much more engaged and much more... Um, no, I don't say intimidated, but much more... Uh, I ha- had much more respect for the teacher. And then when mm. I went to secondary school, mm. you still have respect, but you kind of become a bit more mischievous... Mm-hmm. You know, there might be teachers that that you kind of um, feel that you can intimidate more mm-hmm. or you can kind of, um, you're, you're sometimes less engaged in particular lessons and you get away with it. I think that that's a big part of, I feel like that's a big difference. Like our kids in primary schools like really well behaved and just listen and do what you, they're told. 
So again, really good question. I think um, we have to, as teachers, no matter what age you are teaching, I know we we need to go to a break, so I'm just gonna use this one word and then we can um, elaborate on that later. But one thing all teachers um, need and all and all students need to give is respect no matter what age group what age group you're coming from so respect is the key word we're going to a break and we'll be right back with more we are hanging out with the social muslims here on 94.0 fm keep it tuned keep it plugged in we also available on all good podcasting platforms plot did i say (laughs) podcast i think you did platforms (laughs) Type in Social Muslims Podcast and you can find previous episodes. We'll talk to Asia about her experience of becoming a teacher, why she was focusing on primary versus secondary. Interesting to hear your thoughts around you naturally loved primary school versus secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about why. So the question was like, um, you said respect um, uh, is important. Uh, in in primary school for your teacher but do you ever feel like the kids are do do you feel kids are um, are really miss do they misbehave in primary school absolutely I mean just just to go back to what I was saying before the break respect is needed I can't walk into a year one class I'm using that as an example because that's the kind of the youngest age I've taught I can't walk into a year one class and assume that everybody's going to respect me and assume that everyone's going to listen to me no matter what age they are you have to earn their respect just like they have to earn yours so it's a two-way street I like I said I can't walk in and have this you know this um this kind of teacher figure and just assume that everyone's going to love me and respect me and listen to what I say you have to earn it. Even with five-year-olds, four-year-olds, three-year-olds, you have to earn it. Yeah, and a general motto for life, isn't it? Absolutely. So it's the same thing like when you go into secondary school, they have you, the teacher, has to earn the children's respect and vice versa. Otherwise, they're going to walk all over you. Agreed. And in terms of what you said about the bad behaviour, I mean, absolutely, yes. There is bad behavior in every single year group doesn't matter what age you are but this is where my kind of um degree in sociology has helped me because it's made me realize and you don't necessarily need a degree degree to realize this but as a teacher you realize how important your family life is it really really does shape you school shapes you but there's only so much you can do in school. If it's not being reciprocated in your home life, it becomes very hard for you as a person. Do you feel that primary school is the most important part of the development for a child? Absolutely, 100%. Why? Because this is where they are learning everything. Like we said, it's not just about learning um how to read and how to write you're learning about simple things such as manners and that sounds simple but you really have to drill it into them you have to drill it you have to drill into them so like I said you have to drill into the manners you're obviously drilling into them the education side of things excuse me but um just understanding people around you um understanding yeah absolutely communication's a massive part of things so it's very you know well-rounded so let's take uh, uh let's take um you into your classroom now mm-hmm. so how does your classroom kind of 
like what would be your kind of let the, right before you start the class like what is sort of a day-to-day for a primary school teacher so day-to-day is um you need to go in make sure obviously your lessons are prepped but you're most probably doing that the night before you're not coming in your lessons are you know planned for the week you'd hope anyway but anyway you're not going to come in and think uh you know let me plan my lessons so yeah you'd come in make sure all your resources are ready especially for the morning uh, make sure your classroom's ready to go everything's i'm i'm extremely ocd in my classroom like on another level and going back to the point that you said you know what are you teaching them other than just education um it is things like being tidy um so that children children in my class know if the tiniest thing is on the floor they have to pick it up so yeah i'm extremely ocd within the the classroom so part of the primary school experience is also like you say developing them as as a person not just their education but their communication their manners their organization that all makes sense how to deal with their feelings how to deal with friendships do you do you get taught that to teach or does that just something that you just kind of naturally do or is that part of your like cur- curriculum mm-hmm. very very good question again going back to my pgce um pgce is just a one-year course <laughs> sorry shaz's face is making me giggle um pgce is a one-year course now you are put into t- placement so you're put into two schools um at the near the end of your pgce but you you learn when you come into the school. So I have to say, when I'm sitting there in front of a lecture slide and you're teaching me how to deal with a child who's got X problem, it doesn't really help. You might take it in and you're making your notes and you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. But I'm telling you, all of that goes out of the window. When you've got that child in front of you, you are gonna deal with it the best possible way that you can. Of course you've had training, but like I said, I don't think you're, your PGCE in terms of just being in your lectures really prepares you for what you're going to be dealing with. Sorry, actually what I meant, well, now I understand that side, actually what I meant was, do you, in your Mm -hmm. day-to-day, obviously when you go into the classroom, you must have, your head must be explaining to you, you know, this is the curriculum, this is the kind of experience, teaching experience, and part of that is, is part of that also about how to improve their uh personality their communication skills you know we spoke about things like that and organization yeah. and just general um per, per, personal development that all that comes through the subjects as well so mm-hmm. although you think for example we're just doing english we're learning how to read and write you're not you're learning how to you're learning how to communicate you're learning how to speak Apart, aside from your core subjects you've also got things like and i know a lot of schools have now started to do this it's called p for c um, and what you do in that, it's not a, you know, it's not a lesson. You're not writing anything down, but it teaches children so much. So, in essence, we're kind of debating here. We're talking about controversial subjects sometimes, um, depending obviously on the year group. So we have again like a hook. We might show them a video. Then the children will give their opinions, their thoughts. But we are we are teaching them how to talk. So the way that in those P for C lessons, we say, for example, someone gives Shaz gives an idea. I won't say. I will say, Shaz, I agree with you because. Shaz, I disagree with you because. Sounds so simple, but putting that kind of vocab and grammar into a young child's 
way of talking makes a big big difference so you know we're we're telling them you can disagree with people you can agree you can have a difference of opinions but you have to have have that respect and what's amazing with those kind of lessons is we it does make a difference it doesn't just stand in that lesson it stands in all of the lessons it works in all of the lessons we make sure that we teach them to talk like that in the classroom but not only that I've heard so many times when I'm on playground duty children just talking like that between themselves because that's how we're training them to talk so you know be like I agree and they don't realize what they're doing but because we're you know implementing it I mean they do realize but sometimes they don't because we're kind of drilling it into them Conscious. subconscious absolutely yeah, so goes in and out and so in and out it goes in and stays in yeah right so, so the curriculum cool. sorry just, wanna, just to finish off the curriculum is is teaching you so many different aspects it's not just teaching you maths and english there is so science there is so much more behind it so actually now i'm building more of a picture now because a primary school teacher is doing so much in the early years of mm-hmm. developing mm-hmm. the person in their their personality and their confidence and also teaching them at the same time Mm -hmm, absolutely Um, so how is your kind of day-to-day structured with within the classroom like what would you generally teach children why Mm -hmm. um and just your thoughts on that and and do you think it's the best way right now because obviously there's lots of criticism about the education system um, I think the way it works, structure-wise, we have our core subjects. Core subjects, science is included in that, but main is maths, English, reading. That's all done in and the you morning. you cover all of these? Yeah, a primary school teacher, you have to do all the subjects. Right. So they have to be done in the morning. So what I mean by morning is um, before lunchtime. So before 12 o'clock or whenever you're having your lunch break, your core subjects have to be done. Is the best way to do it because they concentrate, they concentrate more absolutely <laughs> and coming back after lunchtime yeah coming back after lunchtime you think they might have more energy but at the end of the day especially the younger children it's a lot to handle and to 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 throw a core subject like a matter in english during the afternoon i could we've done it before sometimes it is tough especially that Friday afternoon. I mean, that Friday afternoon, you know, as a teacher, you've got to plan a lesson that's quite easygoing, no matter what age they are, because they're fully done. Teachers are done. They are done. They're looking forward to the weekend. So yeah, Friday afternoon's normally a, tr- a tricky one to try and... What do you do on a Friday afternoon? So Friday afternoon, obviously it depends on the year. You obviously have to structure things in a way um, that, for example, if it's PE, you have to make sure that piece being done by a particular year group because they're using the hall for example so um yeah so normally i mean i'm trying to think back art was one that we would do on a friday afternoon p would be one and if for example we are doing something like a history or a geography we've got to make sure that it's nothing too taxing for them it's not a big writing task that they're doing it's something that maybe you know a cutting and a sticking activity um just something a little bit more easy because you have to think at the end of the day, no matter how old they are, no matter if they're five or they're ten, they're still children um, and you need to get the best out of them. Yeah. And do you think that the way that the teaching is right now, the education system, gets the most out of kids at primary school? Or do, can you think of any better systems? In terms of the structure, I do think that it is the best we can do because we are doing everything we can in the morning. It's a tough morning, but you get it out of the way. Um, and like I said, you learn best in the mornings. 
And what about the actual subjects that you guys teach? Like, is there anything that can like what like obviously you teach core subjects, maths, English, mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth. And I guess even things like reading, mm-hmm. you must do. For yeah, absolutely. Ages. Yeah, um, reading is part of the course, so reading would be done. Um, so it'd be maths, English, and reading. And I remember when I was taught, it was very uh, like in those days, like you had to remember a lot of information, mm-hmm. write down. But now, obviously, with 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 the digital age and smartphones and devices and stuff, do you do do you bring a lot of that more into the classroom? Absolutely. So think about the future of education. As a, I mean, there's so much that goes on behind this behind the scenes, other than just teaching your lesson. Teaching your lesson is the easy part of being a teacher, because everything that goes on behind so the scenes. Scripted. Yeah, I mean. So going on to your point about the ICT, we have to make sure that there is, for example, you have um, a head of subject. So each teacher is in charge of a subject. Now each teacher will be looking at how you've used ICT in maths. Also IT, sorry, in maths. It's not about just using IT in an IT lesson. So how have you used it in your English lesson? How have you used it in your reading session? And then, I mean, that's just IT. There's other, other aspects. So for example, how have you used... Um, you know, art in your English lesson and, and things like that. Why, How you're trying why to? Why would what, what I don't understand? So is that about showing that you're using cross curricular? Yeah, trying to be cross curricular and especially with IT. So have you used a, a video? Have have the have the children had the chance to go onto a laptop? I know when we were being brought up. I don't know if it's the same for you, but kind of like we said, IT was done in IT. Laptops would be brought out, or you'd be going to yeah, the computer suite was, yeah. when you are doing an IT lesson. But the it is amazing to see how much that's you know technology has advanced in schools so um not long ago just before covid in march um, march so february time i was teaching a year year one class and we were looking at weather and weather across different continents and each child had their own vr set so we would obviously have to set the lesson each child was given their vr set they click on this link using you know their hands and and um they would be looking at they'd be going to antarctica and they'd be looking all around and then we'd take them to the rainforest no, I would be so excited to have absolutely that back in the day. absolutely I like getting more popular um and, and how excited i was in primary school to see just playing a computer play, yeah, yeah games and i like even yeah. the first games that came out on the pcs were just like phenomenal because yeah. we were allowed to play games as well in uh at times in in primary school which was so cool because mm-hmm. just the imagination uh, of computers and, and where they were going so I can imagine now it's just like a completely different experience. it's completely different I mean now like I said we've got just an example was the VR headset the way we use iPads like iPads will be used in our reading sessions um, laptops will be bought out they've done a big write we'll be like right write out your your story onto the onto the laptop amazing um we're going to talk to Asia more in the next segment where we're going to be talking about how she pivoted from just being a primary school teacher to being a successful tutor and uh, advice and tips on if you guys want to do something similar we'll be back after this break <laughs> 